Welcome to Weird World. Welcome to Weird Weird World. <laughs> weird. God damn it. Weird World. Weird Weird, weird <laughs> World podcast. Weird, weird World. God damn it. Weird World, which I can't freaking say. So I'm gonna say that that's two words for me, please. Weird World. Weird okay. World. That show. Dad, shut your mouth. How the? How the? Rachel, the forgotten daughter. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about Satan. <laughs> he was never. Square. Oh. And speci- I want to be a science teacher. <laughs> Uh, and we'll have to put a picture of Aaron's bangs on our. Oh, on shit. Our- yes. Look, it's Savage. There you have it. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Weird World Podcast, where we talk about weird shit. That's called editions, not episodes. Mm-hmm. Carrie I thought it was episodes. Editions. Carrie says editions. Oh, no, it's an episode. Anyways. <laughs> Emma hasn't been around lately. She it's still, why would it be an addition? Because that's what dad says all the time. You're both wrong. Dumb. I say episode. Whatever. I just started a fight. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, let's do some intros. My name is Emma. I'm Dean. I'm, I'm Jack. Oh, and I'm Carrie. Uh-oh. Y'all went in a weird yeah. order. And today, Dean will be leading us on whatever it is. Thank it's you. a mystery. Sure. It's, an, it's a it's a missing person mystery, but it's a it's one with quite a heck of a twist. Actually, a few twists. Well, now it's not going to be a twist. Uh, well, it'll still be a twist. Uh-huh. Uh, well, the key twist is right off the bat. So, have you all heard of West Point? Yes. Yes. What is it? It's the military thingy for little boys. Nope, not at all for little boys. <laughs> it's a university. That's ROTC. Yeah, yeah West Point's where ROTC isn't for little boys either. Do you know what anything <laughs> is? West Point is where, uh, yeah, eight-year-olds go there and learn, learn to play army. <laughs> they have wooden guns. Not the West Point boys, is like, the college-age military academy. Yeah. It is essentially. Little boys. Good Lord. College, though. Well, you know boys. what? Not, um, uh, yeah. Clearly, you're not college-aged. Okay, good Lord. Yeah. So West Point, though, is the preeminent <laughs> military academy in the country. Yeah, don't you have to States. be? Don't you have to get like a recommend? Don't you have to be? You have to get like a letter like from a senator or some by shit. Your congressman That's or something often like that. how it happens. You may now, but you can also take a test and get in that way. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought you had so, to have that. I think you do. Uh, maybe you do now. At this point, it's actually you brought bring that up because I said uh, there's a minor point about that in this. And at the oh, time, okay. you do not have to have that. Oh, interesting. Uh, um. So, I mean, this this is the place that gave us, you know, uh, Robin E. Lee and Ulysses S. Grant, um, MacArthur, Custer. Great people. Um, Minus Eisenhower, how's that? Okay, Eisenhower's okay. better. John Pershing. I mean, all the all the biggest generals of, of the in United States history went to West Point. So, it's you know, it's a secure campus. It's got checkpoints and guards and gates and things like that. Very secure place, right? I would think so. Or... Is, is it? it January 14th 1950 a West Point cadet named Richard Colvin Cox tells his roommate he's going to meet someone that he used to know back in Germany he had been stationed in the army in Germany uh, just after World War II he's going to meet they're going to go have dinner at the hotel fair and out, which is just outside the grounds of West Point and it's the only place by the way that a, a cadet could eat other than the mess hall was this hotel fair uh, uh, anyway, so he says uh, he's, he leaves around 5.45 or so p.m. on that day, that Saturday night, January 14, 1950, never to be seen again. Oh, my God. Is that the twist? That is the first twist. Really? Well, How is that a twist? A twist? You... Oh, my God. You, 
I just that's why I established that West Point is a secure campus. You've got checkpoints. You've got guards. You can't just it's leave. For, and yeah, yeah I know, but you preface this as a murder, as a as missing, missing person. person mystery. It is a missing person mystery. I know. So it's not a How twist when a twist? person goes missing. Uh, you just you guys are just nitpicking. Gosh, yeah. yeah. Well, you yeah. gave it away. On that side you of the table. You shouldn't have said it. Was okay, we'll call you. We'll call you the bitch table. This is the cool side. We're of the at the table. same table. <laughs> And no one can tell what side of the table you're talking about. Um, so, first, let's start with some background about Richard Colvin Cox. He's born in Mansfield, Ohio, in 1928. His father died when he's 10. He's a good student. Well, there's always a dead dad or a dead mom. Shit, this isn't a Disney movie. What? <laughs> Someone's yeah. always, always When something dead. goes bad, there's always a dead parent. Yeah, that's true. In Disney movies, especially. That's oh, right. hell yeah. So he enlists in the Army fresh out of high school when he graduates in 1946. He's sent to Coburg in occupied Germany. This is right after World War II. The United States and the and Russia and to a lesser degree Britain and France are occupying Germany. He, he joins the what's called the U.S. Constabulary. That was essentially a police force. You know, the, the yeah. police. Remember, the, the, the police officers and the German police officers were... You know, dead or in complete disarray. So the U.S. Army actually had to sort of form a civilian police force to wow. act, to, to carry out police duties, normal police duties hmm. among the German citizenry. He does this though very close to the East German border, where which is where the at the time uh, there was the uh, Russian yeah. occupied quarter or so of what was Germany. Is this some foreshadowing? Uh, very possibly, yes. He was actually part of what's called the S2 Intelligence Unit of the Constabulary. So in a, in a sense, and, and he's working along the East German border, you know, use your imagination. Basically, that's like a child. He's what, 20 years old? So, not even that. I think he's about 19 by now. Good Lord. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no. Yeah, as a child. A little Basically. boy. Basically. Yeah. As a little boy. As mother of a 19... I don't have a 19. Yeah, you don't have a 19-year-old. <laughs> you did not that long ago. Yeah. You got an 18 and a 20. I know. But not 19. Well, children. Yes. Yes. They are. They're just children. <laughs> 17, those are like babies. Uh-uh. Yeah. Toddler. Yeah. I'm a woman. <laughs> <laughs> he does very well, though. He rises to the rank of sergeant very quickly. He is, um, at that point there, he goes, okay, and he had always kind of wanted to be like an army officer, so he applies to West Point. He takes a test, takes a placement test, and while but while he's waiting to get into West Point, while he's waiting to find out how he did and he's gonna get into West Point, his mom takes it upon herself to contact their congressperson in Ohio, back there where he was born, and gets him uh, an in to West Point through the congressperson. Mm. Like oh, you guys, okay. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know what the policy is now, but back then you can get an either way, apparently. Okay. And so he's actually a little pissed off about this. That his mom did that? Yeah, it's like, Mom, I was going to get in by myself. <laughs> I'm assuming it's how he spoke it. Probably. He's not happy about it. So, But he, but it doesn't matter. He accepts the uh, appointment that way. Yeah. So he leaves Germany in January of 1948. And he starts out for about six months. He goes to, I didn't know this, that West Point has a prep school just outside the grounds, right adjacent to it, at, in a place called Stewart Field. And he went there for six months until he joined as a freshman in West Point and started there in July of 1948. He, and that's what's called, they're called plebes, you know. So life yeah. in West Point in that first year is no bueno. There, you know, you get hazed, they dick around oh with you. It's, 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 it's pretty, a lot of, when you're gonna, usually when you drop out of West Point is in that first year. They probably still do. I'm sure that they do. Kind of shit I'm sure there. They're, they're, yeah. 
They do a lot of uh, bro things there. Um, it's definitely up to go to war. Now it's because you just like to do homoerotic stuff and get off on it. So um, a lot of it's like that. Trust me. Uh, the, really? Uh, um, first experience. Take your word for it. You know. it. It's, it's, <laughs> oh, you've read about it. I wouldn't be surprised if that was no, really the motive. Okay. So is. wait. So back then. Spanking. Come on. So back then it was obviously all male, right? Yes. Now. Are women allowed yes. in at West Point? Yes, they are. Do you know when they allowed women in at West Point? Uh, it was the year they first allowed women I'm just in at West Point. I'm just out of curiosity. 1973. No, no I'll bet you it was way after that. I think it was after that. Okay, then 2003. No. I'll bet you it's between 73 and 2000. Does it matter? Emma's going to Google no, it. To the story? It doesn't. In any way. So. Um, so, but he gets through. He does get through. He's not super happy. He, he's very close with his mom, so he writes lots of letters back to his mom. And he does. He expresses a lot of you know frustration and, and doesn't uh, is not super happy there. But he sticks it out. He does well in school. He's academically. He's in the top third. Go ahead. 1976. Bitch, wow. I was right, close on the morning of July. <laughs> okay, morning. but Price is Right rules. I was <laughs> close about July going over. Seventh, 1976. 119 women joined. Wow, that first I, year. I'm shocked. Damn, I am. I too. I thought it, I would have guessed it really. Uh, see, my intuition's always mm, right. No, well, yeah. Tell that to Bob Barker, bitch. Mm, he's dead. Oh really? Is he, I don't know. Probably. I don't think dead. so. Doesn't he still host the Prices Right? No. No, no really. Oh, it's Drew Carey, but he's oh. Bob Barker's. Isn't he like the big but animal? To this. A dead Drew, a dead Bob Barker would be better than a live Drew Carey. So we said Whoa. that 119 women joined in 1976. Only 62 women walked across the state the stadium wow. to graduate in 1980. Yeah, I, I don't blame them. To a women in West Point uh, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I wonder. I bet you the attrition rate is not that high, yeah. Yeah. overall, but it's pretty, it's pretty high. So, so when, yeah. when uh, uh, Charles, when uh, Cox got through the first year, that's usually the worst is behind you. Uh, so he starts his sophomore year in September of 1949. He is assigned as he has two roommates: Dean Welch, you, yeah, but he, yeah, that's, that's Dean him. Welch. Put an, an e at the end of his name, oh, which is makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah, it why not? Why would you do that? Like a last name. So yeah. Not, well, this is his first name, so. Uh, so oh, Dean, e, an E at the end of yes, Dean? Exactly. Yeah. Dean oh, that's dumb. E. That's just wow. extra for no, no point. Okay, he didn't do it. I'm angry. It doesn't matter. Well, his parents, you can take it off. He should. True. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Take it off. His other, his other uh, uh, roommate is Joseph Urschel. Again, he's, he's, he's doing well now in his sophomore year, he's on the track team. Things seem like they're going okay. He's got a girlfriend. Her name is Betty Timmons. They were high school sweethearts. Uh, however, they discuss eloping in, in Christmas of 1949. What the fuck? Which would have been a ex- big deal. Well, you'd it, be expelled. You can't get married oh. in West Point. Oh, I did what? What? Again, in 1950, I'm not a thousand percent sure that's still true. Probably I'd be surprised. not. I'd be surprised. But at the time, you could not get married while in West Point. So, going out and eloping, he would have been kicked out. Um, so why the they fuck? They even went so far we... when he went away for Christmas. They actually we went back home. They actually drove as far as Kentucky. Remember, they're in Ohio, so it's not that far. Kentucky to get married. I don't know what that means. Is that is Kentucky the Vegas of the Mid-East? I, maybe. maybe. Sure. I would assume that that's like New Jersey. Just what, easy marriage? It she, could she be like 13? no, no blood yeah. test, no waiting period. Maybe so. Who knows? But that's what it said. It said they drove like they're driving. They drove to Kentucky to get married, but they had cold feet, and they went back with it. And they said, let's just get married after you graduate. So, um, Cock, he returns to West Point in January 1950 for this, I guess, second semester of his sophomore year. 
he and he's still writing back to his mom and he's complaining about life at West Point. He's not he's still not completely happy, but to her there was lots of positives in there too and she and it sounded to just her. like normal kind of, you know, carping to her, kind of whining a little bit. She she didn't she never had any sense that he was like I want out of this thing. Keep that in mind. Okay, so now the story really begins. The pot boils. Is that a thing? No. Is that a cliche? I don't think sure. so. I'm not sure. Well, wait, what was, the what plot was Jack's? Thickens. What was Jack's? Something what? about a rocket? Oh, what shit. Off the rocket. Off the rocket. Jack off the rocket. By the way, start uh, using it. Tweet it. Weird world listeners, have you made that a thing yet? Yeah, I'm hashtag off the Although rocket. We might, we might not have uploaded that episode yet. <laughs> no. so never, a, either never mind, or B, get on. No, it. we just need to upload upload this one after. You're right. It's that easy. Okay. Cut out this Let's assume part. we've done that. <laughs> <laughs> if you've never heard of it, maybe we screwed that up. Okay, so he gets a visitor. Cox does. He gets a, a phone call first on 4:45 p.m. Saturday, January 7th, 1950. A man calls. Peter Haynes is uh, the cadet that's in charge of, I guess, phones at the time. I don't know. He's in, they call it in charge of quarters for that day. Uh, he said the man had a gruff voice and was kind of obnoxious, kind of a dick. And he asked for Dick Cox. So, yeah, you just realized his name, Richard Coleman. Yeah. Is Dick Cox. Oh, so just realized. Now do we know why he had a tough freshman year, maybe? Could, okay. could the name Dick Cox have been, played any role in being hazed? I don't Poor know. Kid. It's possible. It's possible. Maybe. I don't know. But anyway, he asked for Dick Cox in a gruff voice. Give me Dick Cox. <laughs> that would have been awkward. I want Dick Cox, please. Was that term? I mean, I know Dick probably has been meant Cox? penis for yeah. all damn day. How long has that I'll been? I'll bet you it has. Look a it up. synonym. Yeah, look it up. <laughs> look it up on uh, your phone, Emma. Emma's our Googler. <laughs> Meaning of cock. <laughs> no, uh, like linguistic history. Of the word cock. I have a, I have a, a dream to be on a friend's um, laptop and look up um, uh, Penn Island. Right. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, penis land, <laughs> bitch, and do it on their browser. That so joke fired. is decades old. Terror I is know it dream. is. Recycle. We all have to keep our dreams. Anyway, um, so while you're looking up Dick Cox, he uh, the uh, the gruff voice. Oh, I'm sorry. They they told him that that uh, Cox was not in his room right now. He says, "Okay, I'm going to quote what the the gruff voice says." He says, "Well, look, when he comes in, tell him to come on down here to the hotel. Just tell him George called." He'll know who I am. We knew each other in Germany. I'm just up here for a little while and tell him I'd like to get him a bite to eat. So that's how we know this person is George. That'll be important here in a minute. Go ahead. Uh, it's been slang for penis since, since Shakespeare. the 1300s. Oh, oh shit. Oh, my because, because of the word pillycock meant penis. So. Oh, that's it's in Canterbury Tales, remember? No. And the tailor put his cock upon the something. You don't remember that? It's in there. Make that the thing, Internet. No, really um, cock okay. and shortened to cock. Is there even a tailor in the Canterbury Tales? I'm sure. I, I don't this. think I there think is. Anyway, anyway, it's people like, right now are wildly looking it up on Google <laughs> for the Taylor story. I read them and I have no. Yeah, I read them too. I actually heard them in the original like Middle English. Oh, I can't understand it. Goddamn. <laughs> Someone made a recording. This is like in you know English lit in high school, and and there was some recording of the Canterbury Tales in like the Middle English at the mm. time. And Who's if, Middle English? Middle English is before modern English. 
and and Shakespeare was was modern English. Yeah. So think about oh, English. So what the fuck? oh, Beowulf was doing Middle English yeah. too. In old English, it, and that's oh, it was. Worse. That's even worse. Never mind. It's nothing. It sounds nothing like yeah. English. Foreign language. It's a new it's basically like completely different language. Yeah. The, the the audience is screaming at us <laughs> to stop talking about the Canterbury Tales. <laughs> Guys, just get on the goddamn story, okay? I want to know about dick cocks. <laughs> Give me more dick cocks. Ew. <laughs> so, um, Haynes would later say that, you know, he had a lot of uh, calls that night. He's yeah. pretty sure that was the guy who called himself George. He wasn't 100% positive, but he's pretty sure. So, so he's known as George, this, this person who called for dick cocks. Um, Anyway, he puts the message in Cox's uh, message box at about 5.15, it's about a half hour later, Cox comes down to the to the message, to the, wherever that was, Grant Hall, I think it is, or wherever you get messages, I don't know where it is. Lobby. And, sure. <laughs> and uh, it gets the message, and he goes back up to his room, and he tells his roommates then, he goes, oh, he says, there's a couple of versions of this in the research. And there always are. And some people say that it's like, um, he didn't know who he was. He had no idea who this person named George was. He's like, who's this guy named George? Says he knows me from Germany. I don't know who this is. But regardless, he um, George shows up a little before 5.30 so, uh, in person. And he goes to Grant Hall. Grant Hall is the reception area that you can go to, that you know, civilians can go to and meet someone, a cadet or someone on, on the on campus in, in the, in the what? You're looking confused, Gary. You okay? You're right. I'm fine. All right. Um <laughs> So he goes there and he asks for uh, Cox again. There's a cadet, Mauro Maresca, is in charge. He's in charge of reception that day. He contacts Cox and says, George is down here waiting for you. So Maresca, now let's Maresca describe. So he saw, this Maresca cat saw George. And he said he was about six feet tall. This is going to be important. So you should probably take notes. Oh my God, no. <laughs> no, you're the only one who takes notes. Yeah, I have written notes. During someone else's podcast. Uh, he's six feet tall. Weighs about 185 pounds. For our international listeners, that is about 1.8 meters and about 84 kilograms. They measure height in centimeters. No, they don't. They're in meters. I, it, it, everything I read said the 1.8 meters. I ain't never seen Over that. Over a meter, I think, they'll, they'll say 1 point something meters, I believe. Uh, or, okay, then fine, 180 centimeters. Yeah, that's how you just see like that. Like 175 centimeters. Okay, and 8,400 8, micrograms. A dozen there you go. <laughs> um, grams, actually. He had fair hair and a fair complexion, although another source said he looked mildly tanned, which is strange for a white guy in New York in January. Yeah. yeah. Um, but And he wore a, uh, a trench coat, tightly belted, and no hat. Bitchy a flasher. <laughs> He's either a private eye or a flasher. There's no in-between. <laughs> so he... Um, Cox comes down um, to the to Grant Hall, and oh, that's that's right, that's why I'm sorry, I, I I messed that up. So so Cox was back when he was talking back his roommates after he got the message before he went down. That's when he said he tells them I don't know who this guy is, uh, but when he came down to Grant Hall, he he says he tells Maresca I'm here to see my visitor. He shouts out. Um, I guess they shout out the cadet's name and the visitor comes up, right? So he shout, apparently he shouted out Cox. I'm just saying that that's probably what happened. And uh, George comes up and Cox turns to him. And again, uh, stories differ, but it, most stories say that he appeared to recognize George. Can I ask a question? Yes. Did George have a German accent? No. Or so he was an Never American? Never heard anything like that, so George was American, yeah. Okay. I'm sure if he had any kind of accent, you'd, you'd know about it. He said he had a gruff voice, but yeah. not accented. So he's probably part of the American constabulary or whatever. Well, from Germany. If he worked yeah. with them in Germany. No. 
Oh, oh. In a second. Ooh, he's um, German spy. Yeah. <laughs> he went down. Uh, so he's at Grant Hall, and and they talk for a couple minutes. And and according to Mareska, who was you know he's he's right there, and he kind of overhears a little bit and can see, and sees them talking. He said they seem he seemed fine. He seemed glad to see him, and Cox seemed fine. They're talking amicably with one another for a couple of minutes. Here's where there's said there is, again, there's some, some weirdness in the literature. Honestly, with time, with respect to what time things happen, I, I'm not gonna say who, where, read, uh, a lot of this I owe to a certain source, a book, which it was a pretty well researched book, but I'm pretty sure they fucked up military time. And, and I'm almost positive they got, because the, 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 things seem off by two hours. In their timeline, oh. I'm pretty sure they just don't know how to read military time. Yeah. Because uh, they have things, they have him signing out at, at uh, 7.23, and that's impossible, because this is about 5.30 in the woods, you know. So 5.23 or something like that would make would perfect would make uh, sense, not 7.23. Anyway, I'll skip over that and just say, let's say the, the main versions, he um, has him leaving pretty much right then. So he doesn't go back up and change anything like that. He came down to, to, to meet this visitor who he doesn't know, named George, or at least didn't recognize the name, recognizes him and he tells Maraska and he signs out and says, I'm gonna go, you know, go to Hotel Fair and have dinner with this guy. I'll be back in, in a, a couple of hours. So he does, he does, that's that's the timeline that makes the most sense to me. Let's use that. And he, he leaves then at about 5.30. He is back though at 7 p.m. Most people think that's just not enough time. This is like a really upscale restaurant, apparently. It's a really nice hotel, nice, that would be like multi-course meals, and they're very leisurely paced. So a lot of people said, oh, an hour and a half is not enough time. I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, to eat a meal? Seems like to eat a meal that's just off campus, yeah. yeah I would, that's... Not. So I'm not super worried about that. But you'll see in a minute why people think that. Oh. Um, or one of the, I think, I think the real reason. Did they think it was a rendezvous of some other um, sort? It possibly was. So, indeed, they did not go to the hotel there. Oh. They're not seen there that night. Well. Roommate Joe Urschel, he came back to the room about 7.15, right? And remember, Cox came back on campus about 7 p.m. So that, again, oh, that, okay. the timeline fits with when Urschel, that timeline fits with when Urschel came back. Because shortly after Urschel came back at 7.15, Cox comes back into the room um, in only a towel, having just taken a shower. And some some versions have him change it into sweats. The, the, the towel makes more sense because here's why: he so he comes back in about a little after seven fifteen, um, and he sits down at the desk and he starts writing a letter, and he passes out, falls asleep at the desk. Oh. In fact, his roommate thinks that's so funny that they take a picture of this. Now, if he changed into his sweats and fell asleep, that's not funny. If you're if you get out of the shower and you sit down in just your towel and start writing a letter and pass on the desk, that's comedy, and you take a picture of that. I think it's comedy either way. Yeah, <laughs> passing Maybe. out over a desk. Maybe randomly just prefer, writing a letter. I prefer he we just sat down in his towel. Well, passed out drops. Yeah, or, passed or like out. of heat. Just told on. Okay, just told on here. So he's passed out. He's laying down. What? Jackson said, said poison. poison. <laughs> hey. Uh, uh, well, if you think whiskey is poison, then yes. Um, it is. Alcohol is a poison. Yes, actually. Okay. It absolutely no, is. I'm going to. I actually hate whiskey. I believe, I believe whiskey is a poison. Alcohol, no. Vodka the, is glorious. No, and alcohol is a poison. Mm, I'm going to have to The molecule alcohol. You apparently haven't had Tawaka. It's We've all had delicious and it's delicious. Oh, maybe I have. I don't think you I don't have. Emma's exactly. outing. Yeah, yeah, she is. We've all had a lot of whiskey and got <laughs> shit. All of us underage people. I've We've, had amarula. We've all almost drowned in a gutter by passing out. That's just everybody's done that. <laughs> 
Um, so lights out. The bugle is played at again. Sources is a bugle. Of course, there is. I think it's at ten thirty. Not surprising. Again, some sources have the wrong time because again, I don't think they know how to, look, to read military time. But but, but let's say it's ten thirty. The bugle, um, right? The bugle sounds for lights out. Right? Cox shoots up. He's been passed out this entire time. He shoots up in like a panic. Oh, because he thinks it's wake up time? I, he, no, it's worse oh. than that. What? He starts rushing out into the hallway. You're supposed to turn the lights and get a bed. Yeah. He rushes out into the hallway and apparently just a towel. He starts screaming about Alice and, and yelling. Who apparently, Alice? this is how his, his roommates interpreted it as is Alice down there? And he, they said he was like in a near panic. He was, uh, he didn't know like where he was or who they were for a, a little bit. He's freaking out in in the um, in the hallway, shouting for Alice. Some people have speculated that he wasn't saying "Is Alice down there?" He was saying "Alles kaputt," which is German for "All is ended." Why they think that, no one knows. The fuck? That Does is, he know German? Yeah. Well, he was in Germany. Probably. That doesn't yeah. mean you know German. Enough. No, it doesn't. But, but if he was supposed to be police, that's true. For the German citizen, he probably learned German. Yeah. yeah. Probably does. Yeah. But, but would you wake up from a, in a cold sweat and speak German, your not native language? All of a sudden. Highly unlikely. I don't think maybe so. Maybe he was having a dream. I was kaput! Uh, maybe. Uh, maybe. Middle of my sentence, but maybe he was having a dream <laughs> from the time when he was working in Germany. That was passive aggressive. That was aggressive aggressive. Usually Carrie's passive. That was the most soft aggression I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was. Middle of middle my, my sentence. sentence. Dick fuck. Um, Dick is, Cox. Dick Cox. Is Alice down there? Does that sound like Alice Caput? No. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm not saying. Really, not really. I don't think so. Alice must mean all is, I guess, which makes sense because Caput. Yeah. It's ended. Okay, let's go with that. German speakers, tell us what sounds like is Alice, Alice down there. I don't know. That's not helpful. So, no. um, so he they ask him who's his Alice, and he doesn't explain, doesn't say anything. But they're able to corral him and get him back into the room. As soon as they get him back into the room, he just drops in the bed. Doesn't even pull the covers. Drops in the bed and passes out again. He's just mm. like immediately. He drugged something. Bitch mm. fucked up. Yep. Next morning, though, he seems fine. He's not hungover at least. But he does admit to his roommates that. He and George did not go to the hotel fair for dinner. Instead, they went out to George's car and they got drunk on a bottle of whiskey oh, okay. that George had in the car there. Um, this is very risky behavior for, yeah. for a West Point that student. That get you in, in big trouble. Yeah. So not smart, but but uh, he said George had been an army ranger that he knew back in Germany. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't a close friend, but he, he was an acquaintance back in Germany. Uh, and, and he was an army ranger while, while Cox was in the constabulary. He hoped he would not have to see him again. He appears to have soured on George very quickly. Uh, he never, here's the thing. He never once said George. He never once said the name of this person he was meeting. We'll see, this is the first of three meetings. He never, he always said my friend or he or him. Never said George, never said the name at all, which I don't know, Take when we get the theories, think remember that. So he said that his friend made him promise to see him the next day. And he didn't seem very jazzed about it. So next day, Sunday, uh, George came back again and called for Cox. This time apparently around noon or so. Despite not wanting to, Cox goes down again. But didn't Cox have stuff to do? How could he just be he did. hanging around waiting right. for people to come? That's a great question. Or, or, or saying yes and doing it yeah. and going down. So Cox goes down to meet him and he said, and he tells the cadet in charge there, I'll be back in a couple of hours. 
And by the way, he's he was complaining to his roommates on the, before he went down of having to see George again. But he does. He goes down. He leaves at about noon for a couple of hours. That turns into he not not returning to until about four thirty or five p.m. Wow. He when he comes back into his room, he complains to his roommates that this guy ruined my whole weekend. I'm supposed to be studying. So yeah, he's not happy about it, but he he did it and he went down. So over the rest of that week, right before uh, this is Sunday now, right January eighth, nineteen fifty. He's, he does talk to his uh, his roommates about George. Again, never call him George, talking about his friend. He said that George was this high-strung guy. He was really morbid. He, he was this his former army ranger uh, back in Germany. He bragged incessantly about killing Germans. How does that sound like Aaron? During the war? <laughs> I, uh, during the, the I, first two. Yeah, a little bit. What, high-strung? Army ranger? She no, that was the second. Morbid. Morbid and high strung. Yeah, morbid and high strung, maybe so. Yeah, a little bit. Go ahead and pick on her. She's not here. I'm gonna. That's what we do with Rachel. Yeah, you do. That's what you do when you're not here, too, by the way. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. That's just we how we roll. No, here's the thing. Rachel listens to us. You mm-hmm. don't. Yeah. You so don't right. know my life. Uh-oh. You don't know if I listen to you know? Do you? Yeah, I totally listen. Okay, mm-hmm. My friends listen and fill me in. <laughs> Oh my god, they totally made bad you, Emma. That's Everyone's how little you're favorite. in these episodes. Everyone's your friends have to fill you in. Is Otto in the attic? Really? Uh, yeah, that's why everyone loves it. Oh. Look, Jerry, like a Tegan and Veronica. So um, he, he, some of these Germans that he killed in the war, he bragged about cutting their genitals off. Oh my god, that's the kind of guy he is, uh-huh. right? That's gross. He also here's the best one. George told Cox that he had made a German girl pregnant, presumably after the war, I guess, and didn't want to have a baby. So instead of letting her have the baby, he murdered her. Oh my God, so what the bragging fuck? bragging about murdering a German girl who was carrying his child. Yeah, yeah. Jesus about it. Christ. So, so, so uh, Richard Cox has, has, you know, soured on him right away. He doesn't like him. But yet he goes down and meets him. George must uh, have some like blackmail or some shit something. on him. What the because fuck? here's the final weekend, the next Saturday, January fourteenth, the final weekend for Richard Cox that we know of. Anyway, this is one week after the first meeting. Cox and Welch are coming back in the afternoon from a basketball game. They watched the Army Rutgers game on campus, and um, this is when uh, Army was probably like a good basketball team. They had a bunch of short white guys, and but they oh my God. a bunch of other short white guys, and they did well. I'm assuming. Okay. And um, Cox, uh, Cox is, they're coming back, right? And they're walking toward the barracks. And suddenly he, he tells, I think, I can't remember which roommate it was, Urschel or the other one. And he tells his roommate, uh, you know what? You go on ahead up to our room. I'll, I'm, I'm going to go over here and check my uh, grades. Because I guess they posted grades every week. So I'm going to go check my grades. That was a lie. He, another cadet, later saw Cox and a friend, presumably George, talking. Apparently, George had been waiting at the east entrance for Cox. And so what happened apparently was that, you know, he's uh, Cox and the roommate are walking back. Cox must have seen yeah. George right. and said, oh, no, go ahead. I'm going to check my grades. And then because it was right after this that this other other cadet saw these two guys talking. So he went up to the East Entrance and started talking with George. Right. That's creepy. Yeah. So he saw him and, he, and like, you know, he didn't want his I mean, normally. Hey, he's my buddy. Come over and meet this guy now. He's yeah. lied to get him, get him away so he can talk to George in private. Secretive. Yeah, it is. And he won't name them. No. Name him. Nope. Maybe. Never did. Creepy. We still don't know it to this day. So here's the thing, though. The cadet that saw them talking described this George very differently than the first George. He was oh. described as dark-haired and rough-looking and shorter 
than the first George. Hmm. Also, one of the things I read also said that he was wearing a trench coat, but it was open, not tightly belted like <laughs> See? that. See? Oh, the flasher. Be him. Um, no. Did so, he have a hat? He did, I don't know if he had a hat or not. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I don't know. It, it's, it's shocking how times people were described back then as, and he wasn't wearing a hat. Uh, true. Because it was oh weird to not God. wear a hat. Yeah, that's yeah. the 50s. Yeah. Uh, so everyone assumes this is the same person from the previous weekend, but was it? Doesn't sound like it's, it. It doesn't physically, and I mean, you know, I, as you know, eyewitnesses are yeah, are, are questionable. Squishy, but squishy. Still, I, as an expert in eyewitnesses, mm-hmm. good, good. It sounds like it. You should go in a court and testify as an expert. What are you an expert in? Eyewitnesses. <laughs> eyewitnesses. Be good. You'd have a lot of credibility there. I know. Um, so Cox goes back to his room, and he tells his roommate he's going to meet a friend. So it's not clear. I think a lot of even people writing about it on the interwebs just assume this was George and the same person. But but a couple of things I read say he's he said that Cox said I have I'm going to go back down and meet a friend. He does not say this is the same friend as last week. He does not say this is George or you know he say you think he'd indicate very clearly yes that same asshole I've been complaining about all week yeah uh, who, who you yeah know, ruined my last weekend. So it's not, I don't know. I, I'll tell you right now, I don't know if this was, was uh, George A and George B or if it's the same guy or not. I'm starting to think there's no George. That was a fake name in the first place. Mm-hmm. Very likely. So here, Cox appears, his roommates describe him as not apprehensive, just sort of disgusted. Hmm. He doesn't want to meet this guy. He seemed to act like it was a, quote, unpleasant duty that he could not avoid. Which that, to me, maybe that does indicate George, this George two was the same as George one because he, Maybe. you know, he felt that he did not like George one at all. So, is this George two the same person, or or is if because if this George two is a different person, why is he acting like he already doesn't like the guy and doesn't want to go down and meet him? Maybe that he's affiliated with George. Uh, yeah, that's Actually, true. Maybe or, or maybe they are on the same agenda. team. Yeah. Mission. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or maybe the thing they're trying to do They're is the same thing. So so yeah, it's not clear if this is George or not. Uh, Cox puts on his formal dress grays, which, by the way, you have to do if you want to eat at the hotel fair. It's a formal dining hall. So I just, hate those. Yeah, well, he, he, he puts on his dress grays. It's about 5.45 p.m. It seemed to, his roommate said it seemed like no big deal. It's like almost like just something I got to do and get over with, right? And He's, this is Sunday. This is Saturday, oh. January 14th. Oh, the it's next a week, week after the oh, first gotcha, meeting. Remember, gotcha. they met on Saturday and Sunday the first right. weekend. On weekend two here, he, this is Saturday um, evening, 545. Okay. So, I, again, the sources differ, but either he left about 545 or his roommates left to go down to mess, go, go down to eat and leaving him there. And he was like, he was just about ready and just about ready to leave. Either way, this is the last, is the last time anyone ever verifiably saw Richard Colvin Cox on Uh-oh. the face of the earth. That those roommates who either saw him leave there or, or were going to go down and left him in the room to go in the mess hall. That's the last time. Cox has never been seen to this day. Why you hmm. say on the face of the earth as if he's been seen on Saturn? He had, we, there's the, reports. The Scientologists, <laughs> they found him on whatever their planet is, Gluon. Elrond, no, Gluon. and Richard Cox. Did you ever see them in the same room? Boop. Theory. Theory. Conspiracy thread. Theory one. So, he did sign out though. So he went downstairs and he signs out, but no one saw him even leave the barracks, let alone see him leave campus. Hmm. Uh, and that was the last time. And again, he did not go to the hotel there. They certainly would have, would have remembered him. Uh, he did not go. It's not. It wasn't a huge restaurant. There's two smallish dining rooms. The investigators asked everyone there 
he was not there at the hotel there. And again, he wasn't there the, the time before. He was not seen in town. He was not seen anywhere that night. So his roommates aren't getting too worried yet. Taps sounds, I think, 11 p.m. Again, time's all screwed up here. And he's not there. That's a pretty serious offense, but it's not the end of the world. A lot of times, for instance, you can get another hour to midnight if you were taking a girl to a sock cop. It literally, the thing I read said that you're taking a girl to a hop. You could stay out for another hour. Aye, aye, aye. They had hops. The only <laughs> reason you should have hops now is in beer, in my opinion. Yeah, oh my totally. Uh, or a bunny. Bunny. Yes, that's true, too. Hops. Uh, midnight, though, still no cocks. The cadet in charge of attendance checks for him. Can't find him. Uh-oh. That cadet then notifies the officer in charge of barracks at 2.30 in the morning and says, yeah, we got a guy who's, who's still out. Uh, that officer appears to have been willing to do Cox kind of a solid because he says, well, let's not go tell anyone else right now. He might just be out having a good time. You know, you'll get punished for that, but you won't get expelled for that. Uh, I guess. And, Probably and, not it, a it solid. Happened. It happened. In hindsight? Yeah, not, not a good idea, but some, some people would, would just go out and get drunk and yeah. just forget and get carried away or pass out or something like that. And they'd you know, be, I don't know, peeling potatoes? I don't know what that was. What the fuck? I don't know. Whatever they did, they got punished. But they Yeah, didn't. some kind of consequence. Oh. Not getting kicked out. I thought no, you meant that's, that's why they were... Let's go peel some potatoes, man. <laughs> For yeah, seven hours. It's going to be awesome. No. Um, so cadets occasionally did that. By the next morning, though, he's not there. When his roommates get up and say, okay, this is pretty serious. The day code, uh, tell the officer again. That officer says, we've got to report this. By mid-morning, every single senior officer at West Point knew that they had an AWOL cadet. Yeah, that's oh, a really no. serious thing. So at that point, yeah, you're in big, big trouble. So there's a search. If Cox had, and again, this is why I started with, West Point was a secure campus. If Cox had um, left that night with George, he would have had been like hit in the trunk or something because they actually had car checks on the mm. guard gates on the way out of West Point. They would check your car even for the civilians. Yeah, Every entrance, e- exit points was checked and manned all 24 hmm. seven. No one saw him leave that campus. I mean, so presumably, like you say, oh, he could have he could have you know walked out and met uh, George somewhere. But if he did, mm-hmm. he would have just snuck out. Yeah, because yeah. he still would have to go through a guard gate, exactly. probably Even walking. Exactly. He dug a tunnel, or he was airlifted. <laughs> Only two options. Aliens. <laughs> yeah. Teleportation. Three. That's four now. Oh shit. So there you go. Aliens can airlift. He could have climbed over the wall too. You were in it, Carrie. So oh, dare you. That's that. sneaky. Yeah, someone's going to see Yeah, probably. On. Come on, Carrie. Come on. I mean, climbing really? the wall of West it's Point. It's 5.45 in January, so it's probably pretty dark, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But it's yeah. a. you said the gates are manned 24-7, yeah. well, so yeah. there are probably people posted all along. Yeah. Along the entire perimeter of or, West well, Point. No. Let's just say it's possible he could have snuck out. Yes. But sure. No, if so, absolutely no one saw him. And remember, no one saw him at the hotel, no one saw him in town, no one saw him anywhere. Uh, at 10 a.m. Sundays, this is just the, the day uh, after. Yes. I have another question. Uh-huh. So at the guard gates, they presumably would log in visitors who drove in. Yes. Did they log in a visitor who drove in? You. I mean, did they have a brilliant knack of asking me questions? You're probably pretty sure I don't know the answer to. I, I don't like know that, that you you're don't good. know that. You're good. Um, I don't know. Okay. I, I, you know, when you go and go to when you go to Grant Hall, yeah, I'm sure you come in and. I, and, by, and that is, I don't think, like when they went out the first Saturday and they went to his car and got drunk on whiskey, I don't think they did that off campus. I think there's probably a place for civilians to park yeah. and go to Grant Hall. I mean, Grant Hall is the place you'd go and say, I'm here to see Dick And Cox. presumably they investigated his disappearance. Yeah. And so they, I'm sure they would have checked visitor logs and yeah. visitor cars. And I wonder if he had to sign in if he's, well, you know what? Yeah. That, that's interesting though, because hmm. they don't know. 
that his name was was George. Again, they they know yeah. that from the memory of the of Haynes who took the call that first Saturday yeah. afternoon. I wonder how secure it is. Yeah. I mean, what what's the um, you know protocol when you drive into West Point? Do yeah, they log know. your driver's license yeah. and check your ID? You would think I, they would. If they check your ID though, but maybe not. They never find that. At the time, I bet they didn't. Yeah, because they didn't know for sure what. His I mean, name it's not was. like a base. It's a school, right? It's kind of a little of both. Oh, okay. It's, huh. a, it's a secure campus. So anyway, the next Sunday at 10 o'clock, this is January 15th now, 1950, an officer calls Cox's mom. It's like, okay, did he run away at home? Uh, she, has no con- she has not had contact with him. She has no idea where he is. They grill the roommates again. You know, you sure you don't know what's going on? They swear they have no idea where he is. They don't know where he's, he's gone off to. Uh, they do, they, so they start with a room-by-room search in all the barracks. No Cox. They then check the entire campus and the surrounding area, nothing. They even drag, there's a thing called Lusk Reservoir and Delafield Pond. You can Google map it and you can see Lusk, Lusk Reservoir, right, Reservoir right in the middle of campus there. They drained those wow. to look for his body. Aye, aye, aye. Nothing. Uh, they searched the Hudson River. What? And they searched the banks because West Point, West Point, West Point oh, yeah, is in- super strategic. It was, it was way back in the revolutionary days, wasn't it? I think it was. It was a fort. In the Revolutionary days, and what it, it did is it controlled the Hudson wind. Valley because it's at an, it's like a natural, kind of a squarish-looking point mm. that juts into the river, and opposite it is oh. an island. So it makes the river really narrow at that point, so and they it, you can totally control the Hudson mm. Valley at least along the river traffic from that point. That's why it was mm. an important fort. Um, so they so it does actually border the river. So they check the whole river on the campus and presumably outside the campus gates as well because it flow no body. Hmm. Well, my no cocks whatsoever. What if it went to the ocean? It does eventually in New York City. No, but if his body went yeah, into his the body. river, his body was never found. It could be carried it's away. It's possible. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's not impossible that no one would see the body. That's sure. very convenient to have Flowing a river. Down the Hudson River. It becomes very popular. It goes by Manhattan. That's true. So, yeah. But back way back then, it was back really then, popular. Yeah. In fifty, that's, that's really unlikely a body goes through Manhattan without being noticed. I, that would be amazing. Unless it sank because it was so cold. Mm, but then, how's it get to the ocean? What do you mean? Well, maybe it's just at the bottom of the river somewhere. Maybe so. The river flows so. maybe at the bottom so. still. But bodies pop up eventually. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, it's true. They do. Unless they get to the ocean. Yeah. Uh, they interview his family, his fiance Betty, as you recall, his mm-hmm. civilian friends. No one's heard anything from him about him, has any idea, and they're very worried about him. So no one saw him in town that night. They, they, they check around uh, all the townies there. There's a town, I can't remember what it's called, right there. Maybe it's called West Point, I don't know. But there's a town right there outside the campus, and no one reports having seen him out there they give a description to local law enforcement and then even to the media because at this point he's a missing person yeah and um, nothing they bring in the fbi so the fbi is able to search nationally for him he, they, the fbi spoke to all his old, all his old army friends who knew him before west point they get no leads there the army criminal investigation division the cid actually investigates in germany and speak to everybody who knew back in germany well uh, makes sense yeah. yeah that does make sense nothing is, wow. um, they should have asked the German people, is there, like, give us all the people named George yeah. and a picture of them, see if they match. Uh, uh, it's funny you say that because they did look for George. Ooh. They looked for George extensively. They thought, they, okay, let's say his uh, first name yeah. or last name doesn't matter. But they I'm had his, suppose he was Army Ranger, supposedly True. he was in Germany. So they checked for him. And I think, I'm Murder. sure they widened the net beyond those kind of criteria. But they did find one guy who fit that. He had a name in George, he had been an ex-Army Ranger. Mm-hmm. So they actually went and they uh, talked to him. And oh, he also kind of slight, at least somewhat resembled the description. I mean, you know, white guy. Descriptions. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, he had rock solid alibis for all those days, Damn. all three days. So was he was still in him. Germany, or was he? He was in the United States. Okay. Yeah, he was an ex. He was an ex uh, army ranger at that okay. point. So the story goes public, and it was actually a pretty big story in the U.S. I don't about, remember uh, anything about it. Uh huh. <laughs> Cadet disappears from West Point. It was a big deal. Yeah. And uh, there, suddenly, there's a lot of sighting, sightings, but they they run them all down because there's always fake sightings. Yeah. Ninety nine point nine 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 percent of sightings are fake sightings. There's I saw that, Elvis. That false eyewitness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've seen Elvis many times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jailhouse Rock. I saw that shit. They uh, they kept tabs on his fiance and his friends and his mom. Never contacted them. As far as they can tell, that he never contacted anybody that he ever knew ever again. Didn't have a dad. No, his dad died when he was ten. We oh. talked about this. Remember Disney oh, movie? Oh, that's Disney right. God dang it! I should be taking notes. Yeah, you should. Yeah, Maybe actually. you should. Dead dad. Number one. Well, you're a monster. You're morbid. You're morbid like George. Morbid. <laughs> morbid. Kill anybody in Germany and cut their genitals off? No. Whoa. Or threaten? Kill a pregnant woman? Yeah. Did you impregnate a lady and then kill her? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe. Whoa. <laughs> Damn. Um, Fuck. Every night, here's the poignant part. Every Ugh. night at roll call for the next two Aww. months, they shout out the name Richard Cox at West Point. That's like Aww. a sad short movie right there. Followed by a few seconds Sorry. of silence. Yeah. yeah. It's very poignant. But only filled by weeping. <laughs> Emma's yes. weeps. Emma's weeps. <laughs> She's an actress. Uh, fuck. That's sad. Um, they finally sad. dropped him from the cadet role on March 15th after two months and stopped that. The campus provost marshal said he was sure that there was foul play involved and they'd never see Cox again. I'm sure of it, too. I mean... And he was declared legally dead. I'm with that. Makes sense. 1957. So we're going to do theories in a second. Let's, before we do theories, I want to give you one more tidbit of information so you can assess these theories properly. Okay. It has to do with Alice. What about Alice? Yeah, is Alice a person? Well... The roommates were asked about her, and they said, you know, they can't remember him ever talking. Remember, they asked him when he was still shit-faced drunk. Who's this Alice? And he didn't say anything. And he would never talk about Alice, but they remembered a time uh, in between the two visits of the the, the mysterious George that he had sent a letter. No, I'm sorry. It was back in December of 1949, so just just a, a couple of weeks before this stuff happened. He had sent a letter to a woman in Germany. They thought that was Alice. He never said that's Alice, so they may have been wrong. In fact, it turns out they were wrong. Um, because the letter was returned with the German words for address unknown scrawled across it. Mm. And so the authorities, after he disappeared, found that letter and opened it. And it turns out it was addressed to a woman named Rosemary Vogel, who he had known in Germany. And he had, apparently he, I think his, his, his mom was able to tell them that, oh, he had seen like he was, when he was at home, he saw a picture of old friends he knew. And it's like, oh, like nostalgia. So he wrote to Rosemary. At least that was the story, right? Here's the problem, or here's the interesting part. Um, in the in the letter, and the, he's talking about old times, things like that. But there's a part where he says to Rosemary, "Remember, Rosemary's German, mm-hmm. and she and he thinks she's still in Germany because he's writing to the address he knew in Germany, which was no longer her address." He says, "What is the Russian situation in Lichtenfels and vicinity? I am very interested in the Russian situation." Uh oh. Mm. Whenever the Russians are at play, mm. it doesn't end well. Nope. So it turns out, though, here, here that Rosemary was not in Germany anymore, as we know. She was actually married to an American army sergeant and was living in New York, a small town in New York State. Whoa! The FBI went and questioned her, How would and they do? apparently took her story because they said she seemed like a happily married woman. She said, "Yeah, I remember Cox, but we weren't super close, and and you know, I." Never got a letter, and I, I've never really thought about him. Now, she could have been saying this in front of her yeah. husband at the time, because possibly they were lovers, who knows? Um, or not. Anyway, or possibly she was a source, maybe, or something? I don't know. I don't you know. know what? Okay. 
theory. I'm just gonna say it right now. All right. The gruff voice mm-hmm. was Rosemary trying mm-hmm. to be a man. Mm-hmm. She, mm-hmm. Be, she did that. He's, he's Charlie Cox. He's Dick Cox. Yeah, I want Dick. Oh, that's German. That's Why the, is that's, he that's German? Russian. That's Russian. She's German. But I just did a Russian accent. Oh, wait. So I don't I'm, know what I, accent that was. That, that was, was something weird. Russian accent. Well, did they ask Rosemary about the Russian situation? I don't think that. Maybe. But she probably said, I don't know what he's talking about. That was but also that's I don't do anything. accents well. <laughs> that wasn't. Yeah. I don't know what he's talking about. Wait, I'll be Swedish. Danke. Oh, that's German. That is. Oh, okay, my there we go. God. <laughs> you are linguistically challenged. <laughs> I can do a Scottish, and that's about it. Barely. So, fairies. I got mine already. Theory one. Do you want to go through theories? Or, or, or I'll go through theories. Do you want to wait till the end? There's about five or so. Yes. Or five or six. And then we'll assess them. Or do you want to assess one by one? Let's do it. Let's do the end so you can hear them all. Okay? okay. Sure. Theory number one, abduction. By whom? George. Commies. Okay. Well, this that's clearly. Yeah, duh. He was abducted. So that's part of it. <laughs> is it that, that clear? Let's just hold your horses there. It's yeah. Clear Are your pennies in a wad? He could Okay. No. So, let's just continue. Yeah, my pennies are very unwanted, you bastard. So, 1950, Cold War's in full swing. He had been a, um, po- a spy in uh, near the a, Russian a occupied spy. Germany, a baby little, spy. Little boy he spy. spied on babies. <laughs> <laughs> he only spied on babies. Dangerous communist babies. And then George killed him. Mm-hmm. A retired history professor named Marshall Jacobs did a, a tremendous job. This guy in the 1980s, he became obsessed with this uh, um, in Story event case. case, and he researched the sh- for eight years. He researched it and he wrote a book uh, with another guy through a FOIA through FOIA, the Freedom of Information Act here in the United States, where they occasionally give you information that they don't want to give you originally. Yeah heavily redacted at times. He uh, got a document that spoke of an American prisoner held at the Vorkuta political prisoner camp in Siberia. The document was dated 1957, right? March 1957. It was released in January of 1983. And this guy got it, I I believe, in the mid-80s. Jacobs did. It spoke about an American... I didn't speak because the paper can't speak. It can. If it's a Harry Potter. It mentioned a... um, American prisoner named Cox was being held at Verkuta at the time. Remember, this is written in 57. Um, that this person had disappeared from West Point. That in December of 56, this person looked like Cox. I don't know what that means. Did that mean someone saw that? Did Americans yeah. see him on that date and say, I don't wait, I have no idea what that means. The report said that? The report said that. Okay. What, yes. what was the document actually from? U.S. Records, military records. Huh. I don't know. It, it, the, the, the source I read this is pretty sketchy about the source of this. Huh. The source about the source. The document then said that Army intelligence had forwarded this information to West Point. Um, so a different, another researcher kind of took this a little further. He said, "Yes, you know that's what happened. Cox was abducted. He, he found a, a Polish ship called the um, Battery that left New York on January twentieth, nineteen fifty, which is about six days after he disappeared." And that he allegedly this Polish ship took him to Soviet Union and, you know, he's a prisoner to Siberia eventually. The problem is, you know, uh, even this investigator eventually came to the conclusion that the document is unreliable. So I, no one knows about the, I mean, I'm not sure. I can't tell you about the provenance of that document, how real it was. There was also apparently another person named Cox who was indeed held a uh, political prisoner in a Siberian camp. And wasn't Richard Colton Cox? Why this? Huh? Uh, it's weird. I know. So many people named Cox. It sounds like the same. that too many Cox in Russia. If you ask me, it sounds <laughs> like um, there were uh, these two people might have been, you know, 
mistaken for one another. I don't know. Possibly. But anyway, that's the um, theory one is the abduction by the communist kind of a theory. Theory two is Cox left voluntarily. Where'd he go? He was not loving life as, as at West Point there. Remember, he almost eloped with Betty. Are you not allowed yeah. to quit West Point? You can you quit. quit what do you mean? Yeah. Okay. You just said most people do after the first year. I know. So then what's stopping him from just quitting? Um, uh, he wants uh, the prestige. Well, he doesn't get the prestige. Maybe he just, way. you know, maybe he just snapped. You know, I can't yeah. handle it anymore. I'm out of here. I'm out skiing. Maybe this George was going to help him get the hell out of West Point. Yeah, you could quit, but it's a dishonorable. I, you know, there might have been. I don't know if there's repercussions. Oh, but yeah, that's something true. Like a dishonorable discharge. There could be employment repercussions and things like that. I don't okay. Know. Um, so, but anyway, he, he, he his letters, remember, he was complaining about it. It, it goes beyond that, though. They, um, he actually wrote a letter to his mom just before he went missing and asked her how she would feel if he quit West Point. Oh, wow. So well, that could I mean, be it, too. His mom, I think, would have been pretty devastated. Remember, she got it in there. Yeah. So he also wrote a letter to a friend expressing anger at the Army. And in, in this letter, he drew a picture of a face spitting on the words United States Military Academy. So he's very anti-Army at this point. What the point. fuck? Maybe and he's a defector. Otherwise, though, he seemed to be doing fairly well. Uh, and, and remember, he was doing well in school. He was on the track team and all that kind of thing. He'd always wanted to be an officer. He and Betty had decided they'd get married after he graduated. He also left, if he did leave voluntarily, he left behind 87 bucks, which uh, are, are, um, it's about 900 bucks wow. by today's standards. Yeah. And now money. Yeah, and also his two civilian suits. Why wouldn't you take that stuff? Yeah. Yeah. So, maybe he had to get out real quick. Maybe. So that's Couldn't theory number nothing. two. Hard to, hard to climb over a wall carrying a suitcase. Yeah. <laughs> Mom's really sticking to that climbing the wall. <laughs> you're, you're, you're well, if he did it voluntarily, he had to sneak off campus. Yes, Guys. He did. Don't, he did. Yeah, but he can carry cash. <laughs> that's that true. It's not hard and, and very advisable. Yes. And well, hide in the trunk of a car and then you can carry a lot more. You know what I think? I don't, I don't think it was voluntary. Oh, that's true. Mm. Theory number three is a little mini one. Mini. It's um, you're keeping notes of your own podcast, so I can remember. Okay, I said remember without the re because <laughs> I say library. Um, theory three is did he fear for his life because of his testimony in a court martial? So this is kind of a variation on the voluntary, but it's sort of a forced voluntary. I don't have a lot of details other than that on this theory. Mm. So one of the things I read just kind of threw that out there. That oh, so did he? Presumably yeah. the new records that he testified at a court martial and someone was coming after him. I don't know. So Unless I don't, those are classified for some reason. I don't know. I don't know. They might be. What is the public status of court martials? I'll, I'll bet they're pretty secret. Pro, I mean, depending on the case. It's but military. yeah. Fuck the military. Just kidding. Uh, kind of. We love you when we need you. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. I love you a long time. So, um, That's a good song. The uh, theory number four, so that's 33. I don't know what to say about theory, that. Theory uh, 2.5. Yeah, okay. Uh, theory number four is he went to work for the CIA. <gasps> the Appearance International Agency. Yeah. Yeah. Rachel Nobody gets it. It's Appearance International Agency. How old is she when she... Oh, my God. Eight, authoritatively <laughs> stated such a fact. Complete authority. So what was the first word? Superance. She made that word up. <laughs> international. That's not, that could be true. Yeah, appearance international. But it's still not that. And, and then agency, she got one out of three. So, yeah. give her a break. Um, George was, <laughs> this theory is that George was recruiting him for deep cover oh. work. George was never identified, remember? So does that maybe, would a CIA agent be identified ever? Probably. Probably, well, you maybe. Think so? 
No. No, then he's a fake name, right? Probably this not. But what CIA, CIA agent... This is, this is, he works for spirits. He's not going to... Okay, but what CIA agent would go to West yeah, Point and get a student drunk off whiskey in a parking lot somewhere? Oh, hold We're going to judge theories after we have all the theories. Sorry. <laughs> I'm disrespecting your fucking flow. Sorry, you uh, should. The second guy, maybe he... So that can explain the second guy. George 1... What if there was George 1 George 2? If George 1 was recruited number one and George 2 was recruited number two and and Cox wasn't into that shit. Maybe one was CIA and one was the commies. Ooh, I like it, I like it, I like it. So anyway, this theory, though, says that Cox did indeed become this kind of deep cover spy. Marshall Jacobs, the guy who researched it for years... He, seen, he allegedly had a source from the CIA that told him Cox was indeed recruited to the CIA to help smuggle scientists involved in the Soviet Union's nuclear weapons efforts. Efforts. Smuggle them where? Smuggle them out of Out of Russia, the Soviet I Union? I, I guess. Think so. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And that, so he did this, and I'm um, presumably other things too later on. And he eventually died of cancer in the 1990s, having never told anyone, never been able to make contact with his wife, friends, etc. With his what? His wife. Wa- his, uh, his fiance. His fiance, oh. his mom, his friends. It's <laughs> what are wife friends? <laughs> wife friends. It's kind of a Mormon thing, I guess, in Utah. Oh, God, true. Mm-hmm. It's um, the new kind of sister wives sister with less wives. commitment. Wife friend. <laughs> <laughs> or less so relation. Friend. Not a sister wife, it's a wife friend. That's much better. Um, so, anyway, that's third number four. It went to work for the, for the CIA, deep cover, couldn't tell anyone where he went. Hmm. Seems we'll better. see. We'll see. Three number five. Harry's favorite, I think. He was murder. Murder. It's not, your, not, your, not your favorite. You said it wasn't voluntary. Yeah. Of him leaving. What else can we interpret exactly. from that? Kidnapped? She doesn't know I, either. I, I think, but don't say it would be my favorite <laughs> no, that he like was murdered. You're casting aspersions on her oh, very name. Yeah. At that it. point, I didn't know about the CIA angle. Well, but oh. you, you also you think have, it's the CIA? I'm you have, kind of you may have murdered a, a pregnant German chick, so I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> think we can trust you anymore. So anyway, uh, I know, think maybe that was Alice. Oh, the murdered pregnant lady. Mm-hmm. Oh, that. Well, actually, uh, that doesn't make any sense. But okay, why not? Why? Because, because after he met with George, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he knew I George gotcha. George murdered confessed Alice. that he murdered this girl. Down there? And then he was distraught like and worried like about it. And, and we don't know who Alice is. about it. And he was having a drunken dream. Drunken dream. Anyway, drunken dream. About Alice. You know Good band name. You know thing or two about that? Drunken dreams? Like, yeah. Oh. He was an um, So George was murdered in this theory. I'm sorry. Cox was murdered in this theory. George was not a stand-up guy. Uh, these visit. The, remember the first visit from George was totally unexpected. Maybe, I don't know this guy named George. I don't know he recognized him. So it came, it came out of nowhere. Cox never said George's name. George made him drink. He, he told his roommates oh. basically that first night with the whiskey in the car. He made me drink. Uh, he wouldn't, you know, let me out of the car until I had some of the whiskey with him. So. Um, you know, the, uh, by the way, and, and George apparently allegedly also had uh, killed this woman in Germany, although the army looked around to that case and they could never substantiate it in Germany. But still, he's not a good guy. George, I mean, I mean apparently. Yeah. So did they do something bad maybe together in Germany or did Cox witness something bad in Germany with some mm-hmm. of these things? Did he know too much? Did George have to bump him off? Maybe take bump it Bump him off? Well, kill him, and he could have um, <laughs> um, take it, he could have put him in the trunk and yeah. spirited him out that way. I'm sure they, they, they didn't take check trunks, but they would have checked cars. And- A variation on that is that George, maybe was Cox involved with George, like they did bad things together in Germany 
and that maybe and George's visit him it comes out of nowhere it's like oh, I thought I'd put that, that kind of crap behind me in my life in Germany suddenly George is back here in the United States is he threatening him so that could cause uh, Cox to leave voluntarily but he has, he has a motivation for getting it out of there like and so I'm going down to meet you know he knows this guy's waiting for him to meet he skips it he panics and gets the hell out, gets the hell out of there because he knows he feels threatened by George, perhaps, or or maybe uh, George is threatening to expose him. So maybe yeah, he, he would have taken his money. You think also that he would take his money unless he had right. to get out there right quick. Yeah, well, I know. That's, that's, he, he that's took time plausible. to put on his dress grays. Yeah, so. that is true. That's true. He would have taken money, especially mm-hmm. it was nine hundred dollars worth. Nine hundred. Yeah. Nine hundred. Cold. I don't hard. think. I don't Heesh. think. Heesh. Cost Cold was bad. Heesh. Okay. It, uh, plausible it I is a, i had a joke for that um third number six <laughs> we don't want to hear it we can infer very six cox was gay uh with that name he yeah <laughs> <laughs> cox how could you not be so he um so and, uh, so this theory essentially posits that he had to disappear or he's gonna be ruined like like maybe he didn't want to disappearing as opposed to quitting doesn't like bring shame to your mother and things like that. And of course, That's being exposed as gay in West Point, yeah. you're dishonored, you're discharged, and your life could, could be literally ruined. This is 1950. Yeah. That would also make sense why they, so, when he went, when he met George, they didn't go to the actual hotel. Exactly. And had whiskey in his car. Well, okay, hold on, Carrie. I'm not okay. done with this. I'm not done with yeah, the okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Some of the men, the, the army investigated this at the time. And they, they were contact, or they contacted some men who knew Cox while in prep school and who said they had a relationship with Cox. And also, the staff psychologist at West Point, this is my favorite quote, said that George was probably a, quote, homosexualist. <laughs> How the psychologist could say that about George, did he see him? Did he, I, I don't know. I, I never had that explained, but why did that staff psychologist say that George was a homosexualist? And what is a homosexualist? Yeah, I was like, what is yeah. that? Is, is that like a new gay? career? Is like a recruiter or, for a oh, gay? Or no, was maybe he, he taught people how to be gay. So. And the staff psychologist, <laughs> we just had to see him walk. He just kind of swished over. He's like, walk. you're a new gay, so I'm going to teach you the ropes <laughs> and how to do it. Maybe. Maybe. That's, maybe that's what George was. He was training Cox yes. in secret to be the homosexualist. <laughs> <laughs> he was a cock trainer. <laughs> he was a cox trainer. Um, the roommate, uh, but but the counter to this in evidence is that his roommate said, "Oh, uh, one more thing in, in evidence in favor of that is that Urschel, the roommate, he received some letters after uh, Cox disappeared, and these letters came from an address in Greenwich Village in New York City, which I think was it's a gay place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's um, a gay place. It is indicated." These letters indicated that a man named George was in a relationship with Cox. What? Okay, that's a little so too convenient. It's, it's, exactly. It's most people think yeah. these are just crank letters. This yeah, is after probably. Cox disappeared. I think so that's all too convenient. I think it is too. I think that's nonsense. The psychologists our- and the people who had like previous relationships. Yeah. I'm going to call it a little bit of bullshit. And I think but our, our cat is contemplating suicide up there. Whoa. He bounced. Cat's bounced He's up. fallen He's from that height uh, before. And he bounced? Yeah, he bounced. Mm-hmm. He'll, he'll be good. He'll be good. My dog's going to come over here and lick my feet. Um, Gross. So anyway, they, they talked. The roommate said he. there's no way he wasn't. They, they said he wasn't gay. He never showed any signs of it. His, uh, signs? His family. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? They never got any yeah, intimation yeah, that he was gay. Funny. I mean, his family said he wasn't gay. His fiance, Betty, said he wasn't girl, gay. But, let's you know, be yeah. fucking real. He's not gay. I swear. I swear to God, he wouldn't have sex with me ever. But still, he was waiting that, for marriage. The fact that his family had saw no signs I, or anything. Totally Are you kidding me? And the roommates. He would have hidden it from all of them. Exactly. 
So, and, and there's Cox uh, going out to George and getting drunk in his car. Yeah. Coming back after the first meeting and taking a shower. Mm-hmm. At Ooh. night before bed? Yeah. It was at Suspicious. 7 o'clock, Carrie. Yeah. <laughs> he was drunk. That's my That's yeah, Maybe so. Maybe he vomited um, on himself. Maybe so. Maybe so. And but you know there is evidence the the prep school encounters allegedly uh, those kind of things they never actually went to the hotel there to have dinner yeah they hung out in his car so I don't know I mean I mean again, plausible so, so did he like who knows was he was he like an old flame from Germany and he's coming back here and Cox was nothing to do with him did he I mean I can explain the murder angle like he's wants to resume that relationship and Cox says go to hell you're you're gross oh. you're morbid and high strung and brag about <laughs> killing people um, and. George kills him. So that could be... That anyway. is possible. So that's the, that's the gay theory. After, before we get to, to judging it... Or do you want to judge them? And then I have a quick... Well, no, I have some, some quick aftermath. Bitch, make up your mind. Um, Marcel Jacobs, by the way, likes likes apparently thinks the gay-spy theory combo is right. <laughs> he's gay, but he's also became a spy. A gay spy. Yeah, no gays can't be spies in those days. They would have had no. Not openly, Gary. Girl. Um... They also, Marshall Jenkins also thinks he found a guy named, um, that he thinks he found George, or possibly found George, like much, much later. When, when he was researching this, Marshall Jacobs ran across a murder suspect named Robert Frisbee. Not he was inventor of the Frisbee. No, I don't think he was. Shit, he, he better be. Robert Frisbee was an alias. He was actually, his name, he was going oh, under, was Robert Dion. Dion had been stationed at Fort Knox when Cox had been stationed. That was when he had training. And Cox was stationed at Fort Knox at the same time Dion was, right? Selling. Dion had this kind of shady past. He, had, he, he was like making phony IDs at the time and things like that. Um, and uh, he resembled George, the description mm-hmm. of George. That's all it came to, though. They were never able to prove anything else. There, and then last thing, there was a couple of sightings, a couple of, of what the FBI considered pretty reputable sightings of Cox later on. One, the first one was in 1952. A man named Ernest Shotwell, who had known Cox in the army, he told the FBI two years later. Why two years after the encounter? I don't know. I guess he was going contacted too. So in 54, he tells the FBI, hey, a couple of years ago, I ran into Cox at a bus station in Washington, D.C. And he knew him. And so we talked and we spoke. But Cox was acting really weird. Like he, he said he was heading to Germany. But otherwise, he seemed very displeased with Shotwell, didn't want to talk to him, even though they had been friends. He finally, he just he just excused himself and, and stalked away in, like in mid-sentence, you know? Like, I don't want to be here talking to you right now. Which Ooh. he thinks was, Shotwell thought was very odd because he, he, they were friends in Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one was in 1960, an undercover FBI agent allegedly met a man named R.C., who called himself R.C. Mansfield. Oh. I can't remember what it was. It said, I think it was in Florida or something like that. Mansfield eventually uh-huh. admitted to this FBI agent that he was actually, his name was actually Richard Cox. Later, the FBI, agent didn't, the FBI agent didn't know the name. He wasn't working on the case. Later, he uh, found out about this Cox mystery case, I, I, I think very soon thereafter, and he tried to recontact Mansfield, but was never able to contact him again. Didn't uh, Cox grow up in Mansfield, Ohio? Mm, Bitch connection. Indeed. He did indeed. There it is. Yeah. Figured it out. Yeah. That one's it. So that so those those two encounters would both obviously support the spy theory. I think. Don't you think? Probably. But okay. CIA. So, so we have we have abduction. We have he left voluntarily for some reason. We have forget the other one. We have the CIA agent. Forget the other one. The court martial one. Murdered. 
and we have he was gay or a combination of both or something like that like the gay spy yeah or a gay murder gay murder I'm or a gay court CIA. martial okay Carrie CIA CIA he became a, a deep cover agent never ever was even allowed to tell his mom I won't be seeing you ever again but I'm alive Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he may not have stayed alive for very long. Whoa. And well, he died of cancer in 19... That, that one supposed CIA, CIA source said he died of cancer in the 1990s. <laughs> and if these two, especially the last one, if these two um, uh, alleged sightings are to be trusted, he lived till at least 1960. Hmm. So huh. that's, that's 10 years to not tell anybody he's alive. And he's, you know, you don't have to say I'm a spy. As we all know from Get Smart, yes. you say you work for a greeting card company... Everybody knows mm-hmm. that. It's standard issue. Anybody who works for a greeting card company is actually a spy. That's a Ooh, fact, in my opinion. Hallmark hmm? spies. It's CIA front. The whole company. <laughs> Why do you think their cars are so stupid? Um, and the their movies, movies are even oh worse. <laughs> Clearly, I that movie, spies Rats. are making those movies because they don't know That was my shit. Rats was my shit. Yeah, I know. I remember that. Rats. Where they had they had rats that Hallmark turned in. Yeah, why'd you bring that up? There's no way. I thought it was. No. Rats? No, Hummer does terrible uh, Like women romance for old women. Crap. I'm pretty sure we watched that really on Hallmark. really bad movies? No. <laughs> I'm about 90% sure. I believe. What? <laughs> clown movie that scares you? Yeah, I know. I don't know how that's related to rats. What was rats about? It was about the teenage girls. They get turned into rats. No, 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 no. It was the other way around. The teenage girls wished for rats. No, they wished for rats to turn into boys. Keep trying, Carrie. And then the rats turned into boys and they took them to the mall. Oh, so they bought pet rats and they turned into rats. Okay. No, they turned. Yeah, there it is. This narrative is all jumbled. Okay. Anyway. Carrie thinks goes with. What do you go with? The spy. I think it's the gay spy. So Neil Patrick Harris can play him in the movie. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. Gay spy. Would you call Neil Patrick Harris? Yeah. He don't look old, though. He was 22 when he disappeared. He don't right. look old, though. I've seen him in person. He don't look old. He's 22. Yeah. He don't I'm look sorry, old. He can play him in, like, the older... Fine. Yes. Angela Bassett can play him. Mansfield. <laughs> Angela Bassett? She's black don't crack. I know, but still. She's 59. Uh, yeah, but she's also not a 22. Black don't boy. crack. I don't know. She has the range. <laughs> she can do it. She has the range. Okay. Gary Oldman. She can face. Yeah, that yes, can work. Can. That can work. Okay. Okay. We'll cast her. Uh, Emma? I think Spy as well. You all think Spy? spy Damn. Damn. Spy when he was in Germany. You know, what? I don't. I yeah, because he, he kind of has the background. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I that's mean, true. he was and in West Point. Where he was, he'd be a natural recruit mm-hmm. target, I would guess. What's good? Uh, I don't know. I, I something tells me he was murdered, but I don't know. I don't know the reason he was. I murdered. feel like there's some mental illness. I don't. He's a murdered <laughs> gay I spy. I think. I, I think it was with anxiety uh, disorder. <laughs> let's yeah. get a bingo. Like bipolar disorder. Yes. yes. Fugue state. No. He went into a fugue no, state. because then you wouldn't, did, you wouldn't sneak out somehow. Did he ever have a head injury as a child? Fugue state. Or what, when he was in Germany? Germany. What do you say like that? I'm going to say uh, gay murder. Murdered by gays or? By the gay George. Something the relationship with George. And George the rejection. Snapped. George smashed the whiskey bottle of his head and said, oh shit, I killed him, put him in the trunk, took him whiskey out, dumped him somewhere where he was never Because he was in the car from before. Or even another one. Sure. Remember, this is the week That's after. That's true. Another bottle of whiskey. He said, drink, drink. And he said, I'm not going to drink, goddamn it. I'll never see you again. Schmack! All right. That's my theory. Write a fan fiction about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's Rachel's area, actually. Rachel, write a fan fiction. Yeah. About this. Call to action. Uh, okay. Any, any other thoughts no. on the disappearance of Richard Colvin Cox, the only person to ever disappear from West Point and has never been seen? And I'm oh. going to be the second. That's not a bad record. Um, You're going to go to West Point just to disappear. disappear. <laughs> Prove my point, motherfuckers. 
Well, now they're gonna listen to this when you apply, oh, and they're yeah. like, "Don't let her in." Yeah, they're call. really gonna listen. She'll to just this. run away. Are you kidding me? I'm sure West Point fucking does they background Google checks into everything. everything. They listen to every single episode of Word. Well, well you know what? <gasps> That's nah. trying, it'll increase our listeners. Yeah, so I was gonna please say. Join West. We're West all gonna Point, apply. If you're listening, please listen. Wait. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, West Point. If you're listening, please subscribe, rate, please review. Subscribe. <laughs> West Point. <laughs> yeah. WP loved it. Um, okay, that's it. It's an episode of Weird World. Carrie, do you want to say anything? Um, thanks for listening. Okay, oh my so god. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, we're on Facebook, and we are now on Patreon. Patreon. If you're so inclined Under... to support us, how do you find them on Patreon? I've never been. On it's that. like Patreon.com. I've been all the time. Do it a lot. What? Pa- Patreon.com slash Weird World. Okay. Or maybe Weird World Podcast. Oh, I'm not sure. Eh, one of the two. Way to be prepared. Uh, you know what? Chica. They have a search function. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Else? Nah. All right. That's it. Oh, we were also on Instagram a little bit. <laughs> what is so funny? <laughs> nah. Nah. It sounds like a foreign. And a do you foreign. have anything to okay. announce? Uh, what yes. social media are you in charge of? Twitter. Yeah. I tweet once in a while. Yeah. I tweet. I tweet a fair amount. Tweet. So please uh, check us out on Twitter under Word World Podcast. Yeah. Our hashtag off the rocket. Word World Pod. It is Word World Pod. And please use hashtag off the rocket. In any context you want. Yeah. Right. It works in all. <laughs> any context. Bye. Perfect. Okay, bye. Give us money. Yeah. Stop it. I'm not going to.